This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. of a young child. Is there any memories that comes up? You just show me a hand. Are you guys alive? Yes. And then we look and we say, Grandpa, you had such long hair, you know. Um, and, and, and in a way, this, this scripture reminds me of that. I remember the youth and you see that little kid there and she's just like eating the watermelon is over her face. And now 30 years later, so many things have gone wrong. And your heart break when you look back at the picture. And in, a mo- in a one way, it is what's happened here. What happened to you along the way is there was a time when God invited, when he showed, but you said, I will not come. I will make for myself my own system. I will be drawn away. I will be attracted by something else. And many years later, sometimes we ask ourselves, what happened to that young person? Why am I mentioning this? Because if you are here, you are still alive. And one day, when you and I appear before God, we have the opportunity that we will never say that words. If only I can go back to when I was 70 years old. That's young. If you are alive, if you are breathing. And that's where we are busy with tonight. Now, it gets worse, okay, than than this this verse. I just... um, I, I thought five times about taking this out, but I'm, I, I just felt I should push through before I get to what I want to say this morning. A wild donkey used to the wilderness in her heat, sniffing the wind. Who can restrain her lust? This is God speaking to Israel. None who seek her need to weary themselves. Why? Because sexually, in her abandonment of God, she's easy. You don't have to worry yourself. I told you I want to be straight. In her month, they will find her. How well you direct your course to seek love. <clears throat> so that even to wicked women, you have taught your ways. What is the scripture saying there? How well you have direct your course to seek love. I told you we're going to get to the rock underneath this romantic thing that we are focusing on. You said, I'm going to serve him, man. I'm going to serve him with all my life. It's me and Jesus. And then a man came along. And you redirected your heart. How quickly it happened. He said, this time I will not do it again. I will honor the Lord. But how quickly he redirected his heart when love came by. A form of love. Is there an indestructible, indestructible attraction? Is there an attraction we can cling to that will last for a million years, that will not be like a tree that falls in the forest? That is a question we have to ask this morning. And you are still here, and I am still here. And I think the purpose of this scripture in Jeremiah is to make us feel the way we feel right now. What if that is me? Quickly direct your course back to God. He is calling us. Is that okay? It's, it's, 
it, is, it looks like you are on a roller coaster. <laughs> Your eyes are open. I'm happy about that. Okay, what, what is God saying to us? Indestructible attraction. Let's read about a couple that fell in love. The Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. Now, just to, just to um, make you laugh for a moment. <laughs> I haven't told the joke, but I don't you can. There's a, there's a verse, uh, I think it's in chapter 4, it says, it explains the breasts of the woman. It says your breasts are like two towers or something. And as students, we used to go to a friend and say, I feel I have a word for you. <laughs> Song of Solomon's 4 verse 4. And then no one will say what it is, and then someone will read it, and we will laugh, and we'll just have fun with it. So um, it, it's also amazing that God just breaks the ice for us. And, hey, we are human. These things are in the Bible. She starts off on a journey with her lover. By the way, if you read Song of Solomon, you see an incredible pattern in there for a couple in love. At one stage, they're not married, but they're burning with passion for one another, and so they run away. They say, I will not come into that chamber. Okay, there's a lot to learn here for us. They're very real about it, that they were attracted physically with one another. Let's see if we can find some indestructible attraction here in our relationship month. I don't have a lot of time left. I'm only getting started. This is a great problem. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. Okay, she wants his man. For your love is better than wine. Now that's saying a lot in Hermanus um, with all the winemakers. <laughs> your anointing oils are fragrant. Your name is oil poured out. Therefore, virgins love you. Draw me after you. Let us run. The king has brought me into his chambers. Others say, we will exult and rejoice in you. We will extol your love more than wine. Rightly do they love you. I want to go back to verse 3, please. Slide number 7. What is causing this woman to say, come on, man, just kiss me. I want you near to me. This is, this is the first verse. This is where it starts. She says, your anointing oils are fragrant. And then she says something very important. She says, your name is oil poured out. Your name is oil poured out. The other day, I don't think um, Johnny will mind. I will use him as an example. I spoke to a friend that's a pastor in another town. And I told him, oh, yeah, one of our elders is um, Johnny. He said, I've never met him, but he's a legend. Why? Why? Why did he say that? He knows his name. Johnny used to be a missionary. One of the greatest compliments someone gave our church in Sekunda, another pastor, they came to show for Sekunda and they said, the name of your church in this town is a good name. Why is that important? It is dictating your character. That's what it is. So let me use one or two more examples. No, I will not put more people on the spot. But there's a few people in this church. You can say they did this, they did that. But if you say they lied, I will not believe you. Because I know their name. 
I've seen them. I've beheld them. I know how they do life. I will investigate if it's serious. And what this woman says is, I have had my eyes on you. And when I think about who you are, when I think about your name, physically I'm attracted to you. That's what she's saying. In Secunda, there was a couple. <laughs> um, they went out and the girl was ambitious in certain ways. And the man, not so much, but he was a man of God. She couldn't see it. I told my wife, this woman is going to make a big mistake if she leaves this guy. It is seven years later. She's still single. He's married to a wonderful woman. He has a great name. What are the things we are attracted to in this world? We need to investigate whether we are attracted to some of those trees that will fall or whether we are digging down. You see, if he, if he looks incredible, you know, what do they say, a metro man, you know, he's, he just knows how to dress, everything is perfect, you know, you just know he prepared for this. It can't be that he just likes to dress neatly, maybe that's how his father taught him, but it can also be that he is the most important person in his life. You have to discover that. So discover his name. It's very important. Now this remains for us who are married. This is, of course, a couple starting their journey, and this is important for our youth and for those of us who are single, desiring to marry. But sometimes when we get married, we depart from these important things. Return to it. It is your name that is important. Isn't that true, husbands? So the first thing I want to say this morning, in indestructible attraction is this, men, it is your character that will sweep the God-fearing woman off her feet, including your wife that you are married to. And it will remain for a million years, being beautified in the presence of God. Everything else will go to the grave. Or to the ground. Come on. We need to look deeper. We cannot be like the world. Amen. Let's go on. She speaks. She says, I am very dark, but lovely. O daughters of Jerusalem, like the tents of Gadar, like the curtains of Solomon, do not gaze at me because I am dark. Because the sun has looked upon me. My mother's sons were angry with me. She's telling a human story. They made me the keeper of the vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept. Tell me, you whom my soul loves, where you pasture your flock, where you make it lie down at noon, for why should I be like one who veils herself beside the flocks of companions? This is a passage we found in a, it's a, a very old a marriage prep we did with Shofar. It, it blew me away what this woman is saying. She's saying, she's not saying I'm a person of dark skin. That's not the point that she's making. She says when other women had the opportunity to care for their skin, 
Je weet om wat is die goed wat jy op die oor sit? Die, kom, die kom kommer en die goed. I was in the sun, laboring in a vineyard, because my brothers was harsh to me. And so, what happened to my face? She's pleading, please, can we go back one slide? Please, look deeper than what you see here. Because there's a story in my life. I've been harshly treated. And, I, and she's insecure about this. It's, it's what we say. <laughs> Please don't look. And it's maybe human. We, we, we want to hide the areas of us that we feel someone might find unattractive. And there's nothing wrong with it. But this woman is just saying she feels the same way. There's lines on her skin. Because there's a story that happened in this woman's life. Which has made her the woman she is at this moment. And she goes on and she says, listen, um, if we can go to the next one, please. She says, tell, um, tell me you who my soul loves, where do you pasture your flock? Okay. What is she asking this man? Where do you make them lie down at noon? Okay, so when the sun is up there, they don't have watches like we have, and I want to find you, where will you be that I can come to you? But I want to tell you, I want to know where you are because when you see me, this is what she's saying, and I'm coming your way, I am not like the other woman standing around waiting for engagement with other shepherds. Where will you be? I'm coming straight there. She offers this man exclusivity. I'm not looking to the right or the left. What did we just read in Jeremiah? It was a common practice. It was an economical way for women to survive. It was kicked off. They would be prostitutes on the hills where shepherds take care of their food. And in exchange for living they would give themselves. And she says, don't misjudge me for one. I am coming to you. She might have been in the vineyards and the sun might have beat down on her and hurt her skin. But at this moment, she's got a single heart. I'm coming straight to you. She's not willing to do what many others at that time would do. So she wants to find him. And don't pretend you don't know, ladies, what she's talking about. Because we've all been in checkers. And then he's standing there by the deodorant section. And you know you don't need deodorant. Okay? You know you don't need soap. But, but oh, you need to be there also. Why? You want to bump into this man. Come on. Be honest. And you start loading the soap. You know? Oh, you're also here. <laughs> I didn't see you. <laughs> Meanwhile, you were stalking through the, <laughs> through the Rice Krispies. And you saw him there. <laughs> and she wants to bump into this man. And she's making her intentions clear. But she knows if, if, if this man, if this one, if he can't look deeper than this, then maybe he would not be the one. 
And if he is not able to look deeper, then it's good that she moves on and prays for another. Amen. I spoke to, um, some of you know that I, I had the privilege to be on, on, on Survivor and the TV show, which meant I was um, invited to many of the um, events where some of these uh, reality TV stars come. And, and I started a conversation with one of the ladies that took part in The Bachelor. You know what that is? It's one man, 20 girls. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then every week, one girl is exposed of. And this one girl, she came to the top four. She was madly in love with this man. who had 20 women, which she kicked off one by one. And she was crying as she was speaking to me. When I said, I'm a pastor, and how did you find the show? She started to cry immediately. And I told her, I will not say her name. I said, I want you to know one thing. I said, about the love of God. Is that with God, there's exclusivity. There is exclusivity. One man loving one woman. You should have never been on that show. Where will you be? I'm coming directly to you. Okay. Verse 10. He comes to her. He's heard her story. He knows about her son. But she told him, I was in the field. Oh, firstly, sorry, verse 8. He says, If you do not know, O most beautiful among women, follow the tracks of the flock, the pasture of young goats, beside the shepherd's tent. That's where I will be. He says, I'm up for it. Come and meet me at noon. Look, if she says, after the third invitation, she needs to go to her grandma. She's not interested. She's not giving you the coordinates. <laughs> She's, okay, move on. This man on this occasion, she says, this is, this is where I will be. He goes on. He says, I compare you, my love, to a mare amongst Pharaoh's chariots. And then he says something very incredible. After hearing a story, sensing her one-heartedness, her exclusivity, he says, your cheeks are lovely. You see that? And your neck with strings of jewel. Behold, you are beautiful. You see, he's looked into her heart. And now when he sees her face, he says, there's no one more beautiful. You've heard this before. Because you've seen your grandpa stand up at the age of 17. And he looks at his wife and he says, there's no one more beautiful than you. What is that? It is indestructible attraction. That's what it is. It bursts from the in, inwards to the outside. And it will last for a million years. Let's not be dumb while we are young. Because often we are. A Bible, in biblical language, a fool is someone who mistakens himself as he evaluates a situation. It's not just say you're a fool. It's not just an insult. It's to say as you are in as you are studying the options, do not be foolish. Do not think one thing means another. Indestructible attraction comes from the inside. 
So what I want to say to the ladies, married, single, widowed, it is the beauty of your spirit that is precious to God and attractive to a godly man. And it will last for a million years. Isn't that a great comfort to know? The most beautiful part of you is on the way to get more beautiful as you worship God. And the parts that are not so important, let's not talk about them. They are on a downward trajectory. The trees are falling. Bah! <laughs> but with God there is hope. Isn't that true? I'm hurrying up a bit. Draw me after you. Let us run. The king has brought me into his chambers. The others, we will exult and rejoice in you. We will extol your love more than wine. Rightly do they love you. The previous verse, he says, your name is so amazing, therefore the virgins love you. What he's trying to say is those who are looking for purity can see inner beauty when they notice it. And what the scripture is telling us is, last point for this morning, as believers, we should cheer for true beauty. Come on, everyone. Look, okay, if you are older, can I do this? If you are a grandparent, quickly stand up. If you are a grandparent. Because we want to cheer for you. Because you are the most beautiful people in this room. Yeah. You are beautiful. You can sit down because you've got a story to tell. Don't listen to MTV. They're lying to us. Cheer for the right things. So that we can cheer for a million years. Where do we hit the rock with this? If we go down, if you say, oh, I hear what you're saying, and this is also amazing, but I'm worried I'll never marry again. Take it deeper. All of us, all of us now. He was despised. And rejected by men, as I was speaking about Jesus. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, as one from whom men hide their faces. They hide their faces. Why? Because on the cross, he was ugly. No one wants to see an open heart surgery. No one wants to see you cut the aorta. It, it is bloody. We quickly want to seal it up. <laughs> and that moment, he's beaten to pieces. It is not beautiful to see a man dying. It's harsh. God bless those people that go out with those fast cars and help the people where the cars have rolled over. I don't want to, I don't, I'll go if I'm there, but I don't want to see, it's not my hobby, okay? I don't want to see people hurt and their arms bent behind their backs and not, know, not being sure if they're dead or alive. And so we turn our faces. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. The poorest of them all took his clothes. The tree of materialism. Bah! Gone. 
it is not as important how your kitchen looks. <laughs> it is important how your heart looks, all right? When it comes to physical beauty, if we go to the next slide, he's broken. It's blood everywhere. It's strips. It, I mean, the man needs more than stitches. There goes flamboyant exterior. Bah! Trees fall to the ground. There's nothing. Most beautiful moment in the history of the world. Indestructible beauty. And even for a moment, when God placed sin on him, even for that moment, he was cursed. And the father turned his face so that never again will the father have to turn his face for you if you put your faith in Jesus. Isn't that the most beautiful love story in the history of the world? Indestructible attraction. We must be different. We must be different. Let's stand in this place and pray. There's a simple thing I would want us to do this morning. We only have five minutes, then the next service will come, but it is enough because after five minutes, time continues and you can continue to be with Jesus. Amen. You can also stay for the second service if you want to. <laughs> Carry your heart to the cross. Not to magazines. Carry your heart to the cross. Not to television shows which keeps on showing us a tree that will fall. And when it falls, it shows us the next one. And then the next one. Until we find a place in the rock where we are safe forever. Now, what I want to say this morning is that if you have messed it up, you are not rejected by God. Because of what Jesus has done, you are accepted. You are accepted. Maybe it happened 30 years ago, and he walked away, and then uh, you are not rejected. There's a way of hope of God to restore your relationship with him first and foremost, because he's the rock. So where you are standing, won't you just bring for a moment your life, even if you are young, bring that young life to God. Say, Lord, I come to you for the restoration of this heart. Maybe you are happily married in a time where you are starting to pick up speed and you are thriving. Quickly turn back if your attention has been drawn to other trees that will fall. Say, Lord Jesus, remind me once again of those areas in my life that will remain for a million years. If you are married, make that vow again. Say, Lord, I will never leave my spouse. 
whether she loses an arm or a leg, it's beside the point. You are beautifying her spirit. And I am yet to see it happens. Also for me, Lord, as a husband or as a wife, beautify my heart once again. I want to pray one last prayer. And I want you to pray with me if this morning's service has led you to return to Jesus, to move from the trees to the rock, then I want you to pray in your heart with me this morning. Lord Jesus, I bring this heart to you. I have wandered from you. But I am here to be with you, to give you my heart, to bring you my life once again. I repent for every sin I committed, Lord, against you. Wash me clean once again. I commit to be your disciple, to be a part of your people, of your church, to delight myself in things that are indestructible in beauty, fellowship of the brothers, the worship of God, the making of true friends, the sharing of the gospel. We worship you in this place this morning. This has been a mouthful. What I want to ask you is if you really need counseling, because I know we opened up, please come to the front. We will make a plan to pray with you and to care for you. Even if the other service starts, we'll have someone to, to look after your heart. Um, but relationship month has only started. Amen? Let's push through. Let him work with our hearts. God bless you and he loves you a lot. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.